Well, hi there. Come on in. I'm Uncle Charlie. Welcome to a very good story and an exciting and interesting one as well. When I use the term double exposure, what do you think of? Now, if you've got one of those old-fashioned cameras where you take a picture and then you don't uh, turn the film forward, you can get a double exposure. Guess what? That's not the type of double exposure I'm talking about. We're going to find out more about it right now as we have our story. It's written for the Children's Bible Hour by Barbara Westberg and is entitled Double Exposure. It was a Friday afternoon, and the school bus was very crowded. Jeff perched on the edge of a seat already occupied by his friends, Phil and Alan. Scoot over, Phil. I'm about to fall off the edge of the seat. I can't, Jeff. I'm so squashed now between you and Alan that I feel like a slice of ham between two pieces of bread. Scoot over, Alan. can't. What's the matter with you, Alan? Your face is all red. You look like you're blushing. I think I've got a fever. I don't feel good. You don't look too good either. (laughs) Maybe he is sick, Phil. He does look funny. Oh, my head. Won't we ever get home? Every time we hit a bump, I feel like my head's coming off. You won't lose much of it, dude. Phil, lay off. (laughs) Okay. Hey, are you guys going to Sam Murphy's party tonight? Wasn't it cool of him to invite all the boys in our class? I'd like to go, but I doubt if I can. When my mother learns that Sam's folks won't be there, she won't let me go. But it's not like we'll be there by ourselves. Sam said his big brother will be there with a couple of his friends. Yeah, James. You know what kind of a reputation James Murphy has. My mother knows, too. Oh, even my neck hurts. Doesn't look like you'll be going either, Alan. Well, you guys stay home and play tiddlywinks. I'll go and have a big time. I'll ask if I can go. Maybe Mom will forget to ask if Mr. and Mrs. Murphy will be there. Finally, my stop. I'll walk home with you, Alan. You look kind of funny. When Jeff arrived home, he carefully hung up his coat, put his books away. He even cleaned up after he had eaten a snack. He felt it best to keep his mother happy until he could ask her about the party. After he had been home about an hour, Jeff brought up the subject. Mom, Sam Murphy's having a party at his house tonight. Is it okay if I go, please? Sam Murphy? That name sounds familiar, but I can't place him. Will Mr. and Mrs. Murphy be there? No, but his older brother and a couple of his friends will be there. What's his brother's name? James. James Murphy. Now I remember. James is the boy who worked at Uncle Bill's hardware store for a couple of weeks last summer. Uncle Bill said James was lazy and rude. He had to dismiss him for stealing. I know, but Sam isn't like James. Besides, everyone Jeff. How many times must I tell you that we don't do or not do things because of what other people do or don't do? But, Mom, I get tired of never getting to do what the other guys do. Hello? Oh, hi, Gloria. How are you? Oh, Alan is sick? Spinal meningitis. What room is he in? Oh, of course, he would be in isolation. Jeff, 
And Phil or the entire class? Yes, we will be praying. Be sure to let us know as soon as you find out anything definite. Okay. Goodbye. What's the matter with Alan, Mom? What's spinal meningitis? What is isolation? Alan's in the hospital, Jeff, and they're running tests. The doctor thinks Alan may have meningitis, which is a very dangerous illness. He's in isolation, which means he's in a room by himself and can't have visitors. But why can't he have visitors? Because some kinds of meningitis are highly contagious. If he does have it, you and Phil and possibly all of your class may have to get shots. Shots? Why should I have to get a shot? I'm not sick. I know, son. But you've been exposed to whatever Alan has. And there's a possibility you could get sick, too. The shot is to prevent that from happening. He's not going to die, is he, Mom? Well, we'll certainly pray that he doesn't. Jeff was so concerned about Alan that he forgot all about Sam's party until bedtime. Hello? Why, no, Vivian. Phil isn't here. He hasn't been here all evening. The police? Yes. Jeff did say something about a party at Sam Murphy's. Yes, we will. But let us know when he gets home. Now keep calm, Vivian. Okay. Goodbye. Did you say the police? What does Phil have to do with the police? Well, Phil's mother thought he was here, that he was spending the evening with you. Then the police called and asked if he was home. It seems James and his friends had drugs at the party and were using the younger boys as a cover-up. The police weren't fooled, though. They took the older boys to the station and sent the younger boys home. Somebody told the police that Phil was there, but when they looked for him, he was gone. Wow! Mrs. Marshall said that Phil's bike is gone. He probably rode it over there. Hello? Oh, Vivian, hi. Good. Well, that should make you feel better about Phil. Le yes, let's hope he's learned his lesson. Thanks for calling, Vivian. Good night. What did she say? Phil's home, safe and sound. He didn't know anything about the police raid. He did go to the party, but it was so wild he was afraid. He slipped out the back door and went home. He must have left just before the police came. Wow, what a night. Alan may have spinal meningitis, and Phil was almost caught in a police raid. And you're getting to bed rather late. Good thing tomorrow is Saturday and you can sleep longer. As Jeff was finishing his breakfast the next morning, there was a knock on the back door. I wonder who that can be. Oh, hi, Phil. Come on in. Hi, Phil. Hey, Jeff. What are you doing today? Nothing much, but I want to stay around until we hear from Alan's mom. Do you know about Alan? Yeah, my mother told me. Would you like some hot chocolate? Or how about some fruit, Phil? May I have some of that orange juice, please? Okay, one orange juice coming up. Did you know we'll have to get shots if Alan has meningitis? We will? Why? Because meningitis is contagious, and if Alan has it, we've been exposed. Oh, no. Talk about being exposed. I sure was exposed to some wild stuff last night. Yeah? Like what? Well, 
the only guys from our class who showed up were Tim, Mike, Joe, and me. But James had a bunch of his friends there, and were they ever high? They were playing the wildest music and acting real crazy. I was so scared. That's why I didn't want you to go, Jeff. I didn't want you to be exposed to sin. But we're exposed to sin every day. Sin is everywhere. Yes, that's true, Jeff. And I guess spinal meningitis germs could be anywhere too. But there's more danger some places than others. You were in more danger sitting next to Alan on the bus than you would have been outdoors somewhere, right? Yeah, I guess so. In a similar way, you'd have been in greater danger of contacting sin at that party than you were at home. Hey, it's too bad we can't isolate sin. Yeah, or or get a shot to prevent sin. Well, there is something we all can do. We can keep our resistance up. We keep our physical resistance up by eating a balanced diet and getting proper rest. Well, what do you think we could do to keep our spiritual resistance up? What do you think would help us resist sin? Um, going to church would help, I guess. Yeah, and and how about praying? And knowing the Bible. Good thought. I bet you've both learned the verse that says, "Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee." Yeah, and we can stay away from places like that party last night too. I never want to go to anything like that again. I'm glad to hear that. When you avoid places like that, you're following the advice the apostle Paul gives in First Thessalonians that says, "Abstain from every appearance of evil." I guess that means we should stay away from places where it will look like we're doing wrong, even if we're not. Maybe that's Alan's mother. Hello. Oh yes, Gloria. How's Alan? Yes. Good. Oh, that's great. Okay. And thanks for calling. Bye. Good news, boys. Alan's doctor says he doesn't have spinal meningitis, but he does have some type of virus. The doctor wants to keep him in the hospital a few days for observation, but he should be fine. All right, and no shots for us either. That was a close call, Jeff. Two close calls for you, Phil. You were exposed to what Alan has, and you're exposed to sin. Double exposure. Yeah, I guess it's a good thing that tomorrow is Sunday. I can go to church tomorrow and expose myself to something really good for a change. Blood, I am blood. I'll hear no evil, see no evil, speak.
one of us is going to be exposed to sin every day. We can't help it. We live in a sinful world. So what can we do about it? Well, expose ourselves to as many good things as we can. One good thing, reading God's Word every day. And that's exactly why we print and distribute thousands of copies of Keys for Kids every other month. There's a scripture to read, a story that helps you understand what the scripture's talking about. There are some questions you can ask yourself to see if you've really gotten a good lesson in the story. A key verse and then a key thought to sum up the day's lesson. It's free for those living in the U.S. and Canada. $2 per book for those living in other countries to help with postage expenses. Send that request to Storytime, P.O. Box 1, Grand Rapids, Michigan, 49501. That's Storytime, P.O. Box 1, Grand Rapids, Michigan. The zip is 49501. And here in the U.S., you can call our toll-free line 24-7 and leave a message with your name and address. Our toll-free number is 888-224-2324. That's 888-224-2324. Two three two four. If you want to speak to someone personally, call between 8.30 and 5, Monday through Friday, Eastern Time. And do keep in mind that Storytime is a listener-supported production of CBH Ministries, because God loves kids. 